Welcome to episode 15 of the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast for the Graceful Empty Nester. So let's talk about lovability. Believe me when I tell you that I needed this as much as some of you this week. Today is all about why we are 100% lovable. It was a great reminder for me that I'm lovable just the way I am. Are you a mom who's been taken by surprise and finds herself struggling with her adult child? It's time to grab a pen and notebook because I'm about to share some insider information that will help you navigate through this challenging phase. I'm Kim Damon, a mom, a life coach, and an Enneagram coach. I specialize in helping moms of adults in rediscovering the connection with their adult kids. Just imagine mom stepping into a state of drama remission with your adult children. Together we'll build a life grounded in grace and the peace that comes from truly knowing who you are as a midlife woman and a mom. Make sure you visit my website, the link is provided in the show notes, and grab your free course, Thriving in a Divided Family. It's packed with valuable insights. So it's no accident that I picked this subject probably weeks in advance, had it down on my calendar. It's a reminder in the middle of a difficult week that I am 100% lovable. I call these God winks. Like I needed to hear this today. So I hope that you're encouraged in this podcast and that you needed to hear this and it's a God wink for you as well. I encountered someone this week that was very upset with me. I've never met this person. They had a problem with me calling my program Worthy Moms and requiring that I meet with people before they come aboard the membership. And one of the reasons I do that is to make sure that I can even help them. And if you go back to episode one, you can discover why I actually call it Worthy Moms. But it was a trigger for this person. I don't have any ill will against this person, but they were extremely angry. In the past, when someone didn't like me, whether it be a family member or even a complete stranger, I told myself I really don't care. I don't have a need to be liked. But the truth is that Sometimes it just hurts my feelings, quite honestly. And I need to remind myself, just like you need to remind yourself of just how lovable you actually are. Especially when we're struggling with a family member. And it could be a child, it could be a spouse, it could be a close or even a distant relative that they find us difficult to be around for some reason. They may have some sort of issue with us that we're not, we're not quite clear on. We don't quite understand why someone may not like us. And so this is a great reminder of how we are 100% lovable. And I think that we oftentimes think that we have to do things to be lovable, but that's just not true. So let's dive into this. 
So love is one of the strongest and most powerful emotions that we can have in our lifetime. And I think back to the very first time that I actually fell in love, head over heels in love. And I know that some of you are going to identify with this. It was really when my son was born, my firstborn child, and I don't think I really understood what love was until I held him for the first time. He didn't do anything to deserve that love that I had for him. And I didn't do anything extraordinary to be loved back by him. And I got to repeat that entire process over again with my daughter. But then fast forward, I began to question my lovability. I discovered that being loved was not the same as being needed. And as a mom, I slowly began to base my lovability on how much love was shown to me, how much attention or how much appreciation others showed to me. When studying the five love languages, it's an extremely useful tool for understanding our partner's love language. But I think at some point I gauged my lovability based on how much I received words of affirmation or physical touch or receiving gifts, quality time and acts of service, those five love languages. And that's the wrong use for that tool. That tool is really to share what your love language is with your partner instead of gauging how much your partner gives you that love language or instead of gauging how much your children give you that love language. When we think we're unlovable, we change who we are. We begin to people please. We be, that's when we begin to walk on eggshells and pretend to be somebody that we're not. It's like we always have to behave a certain way. We have to be a certain way with someone. And really, this is a fallacy. Now, we think we need to be more lovable, but it's not about us being more lovable. It's about the other person's capability of loving us. Let me explain that more. Let's pretend that I'm a roller coaster, okay? I'm tall, I'm bright, I am lit up with lights, I have three loops, and I have an underground tunnel. Now, some love me. They love how fast I go. They love the adrenaline rush they get when they're around me. They love the blinking lights. They love the music that plays. They love when I ride through the loops and send their stomachs into a twirl. And others hate me. They're afraid of me. I'm intimidating to them. I make them feel terrible when they ride. And I make them sick to their stomachs when I do the twirls. But guess what? I'm still the same roller coaster. Some people are going to hate roller coasters. And other people love roller coasters, but it's the same roller coaster, right? This works the very same with humans. When one person doesn't like me and another person adores me, it says more about their capability of loving me because I'm the same person. I'm the same human being. 
My lovability has nothing to do with me. It's not personal. Some are going to love me and others will not. I'm still the same person. I don't know if you've ever heard of a 360 plan. A lot of corporations use this where they go out and they interview people with very specific questions and it's all anonymous and they go out and they interview your employees, they interview your coworkers, and they interview management that's around you to evaluate how you are as a person, how you are to work with, even if you're nice, how you are at your leadership role. You get their feedback anonymously. And the other thing is, is that you actually get to take the test as well. So you get to rate yourself as well. It compares all of the other people's answers collectively with your own answer. You've got a choice of two ways of it going, right? Either you're going to rate yourself much higher than the others did, or you're going to rate yourself much lower than all of the other people did. And there's such a lesson in both of those answers. For me, I rated myself much lower than people rated me. And that was so interesting to me that I didn't believe just how much lovability I had within me. Let's talk about some of the feedback that I've received over the years and that you may have received. Now, one person may say that they think I'm bossy or overbearing. They may say I'm indivisive or I'm rude or I'm unhappy, demanding, judgmental. And another person might say, I'm a born leader and I know what to do and I'm cautious and I'm truthful and I feel sure of myself. I'm a good friend and I have a lot of moral and values. And again, I just want to point out that I'm the same person. So it's all based on somebody's impression of me. Again, our lovability has more to do with other people's capability of loving us and less to do with anything that we are really doing or not doing. The key here is that we have to love ourselves. It's easy for me to love myself, not because I'm special or I have any amazing gifts, but For me, I know that I can love myself because I'm a child of God. But every now and then I have to remind myself of that. Love comes much more freely when we choose to love ourselves first. When we no longer go out of our way to be likable to other people, including our children. When we're struggling with our children, we want so much to win that love and have that special connection with them again, that we actually go out and we change the way we behave. And honestly, they pick up on this. They see this. So what's the harm in actually being ourselves? Stop walking on those eggshells. Just choose to be yourself and manage your own brain, manage your own emotions, and show you are completely 100% lovable. When we love ourselves, we show other people just how lovable we actually are. 
You know, that self-assurance draws people in. Not the kind that has a big ego, but instead that loving and accepting self-assurance that people can have. So again, I just want to remind you today that your being loved is really not about you. It's about the person loving you. It also works the same way with other people. Your children's lovability is not about them showing you how lovable they can be. It's not about who they are. It's about your capability of actually loving them for who they are. So next time you feel yourself changing into someone that you're not, or restricting yourself or resisting being lovable, just remind yourself that you are 100% lovable. If you're enjoying this podcast and finding value in our discussions, I'd love to hear from you. Take a moment to leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Your feedback is incredibly valuable and it helps other worthy moms just like us discover this podcast. Additionally, if you know another mom that could benefit from our conversations, please share this podcast with her. Together we can create a supportive community of worthy moms. Join me next week for another empowering episode on the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast.